honestly, for those that have gone through it or are going to go through it, it really puts some flesh and bone on, on the passages in the Bible where it talks about God adopting us. Because we can hear that and we're like, man, that sounds so great. I love that passage. That's, but when you're physically doing that with somebody, with another kid, and you're doing that to, and giving them a new name just like he has, I mean, that really brings the gospel to life. You're listening to the FAM Podcast. What made you guys press forward further? Um, Specifically adoption. Specifically (laughs) adoption. Is that what we're here for? (laughs) Um, So I was pretty much done with kids after Jack, and I had mentioned it to, you know, Dory as well. And just... You know, we were good. You know, we had the two kids and a dog and life was just kind of cruising along. And about 2016, um, you know, we just, I don't know, God put it, just started, you know, stirred something in my heart. And I've always kind of had a soft spot in my heart for kiddos. And just even back in 99, around the time we moved from the Bay Area to Sacramento, I actually went on a mission trip with uh, some some other Romanians from throughout the U.S. Uh, to Moldova, you know, specifically working with orphans out there. And we stayed in this summer camp where they would shuttle all the kids from the city out into the, you know, wilderness so they can get them out of the city. And we stayed there and for two weeks. I don't know, a lot of things started pointing towards adoption or helping out kids or things like that and um it was actually after you know in 17 that i read ernie johnson's book um he wrote a book that's just really a great book but they actually adopted a romanian kid hmm. from an orphanage and that was you know just kind of another um sign that we were on that right track but the biggest one that really was the light bulb moment, you know, parting the clouds, light from heaven type of thing was listening to a family life podcast. And, um, you know, the Rainies have adopted and, you know, other than uh, just marriage and kids, they actually, you know, they talk about a lot about adoption, fostering, and they had a family on there um, from Tennessee. Uh, Father's name was Mike funny enough. And he also worked for the state like I do (laughs) and the water department in Tennessee, just like me here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding. His name was Mike. He works for the state and for the water department in Tennessee, like I do here in California. And, um, you know, they had two biological kids and then they just were called by God to adopt and they adopted eight kids from Africa all at once. And just to hear their story, you know, was just so crazy, just unimaginable, just the difficulties, the challenges, but they pushed through, you know, and that was their calling. And I'm like, man, eight kids on top of the two biological that you have is just insane. Um, and you know, that, that's kind of one of the things that kept me thinking after hearing that podcast and just throughout the last six months is, you know, looking at our children's environment and just, you know, it's stable, it's loving, they lack of nothing of the basics, you know, and 
and there's so much need out there for kids you know you can't save everybody you can't take as much as you'd want to you know adopt every kid out there you can't you know but just making that difference for the one kid or two or three depending on what your calling is you know would just be so significant and so huge and such a great calling. And, you know, I think a lot of people always point to the James verse, you know, that true religion is, you know, looking out for orphans and widows. You know, after some thought, I approach the wife and I say, hey, you know, I'm really thinking that God is calling us to adoption. And so this was now December of 2016, and she was taken aback a little bit because she thought, okay, that's it. We're done with two kids. You know, she had wanted a third, um, but I had kind of nixed that whole notion. So that here I am coming, talking to her about possibly adopting another kid or adopting a child to make it that third. Or So she, you know, took it well, <laughs> um, you know, wanted to pray about it. And it was the holidays. She said, okay, can we just reconvene after the holidays? Let's, let's look at January. Um, and so come January, you know, here we are just, okay, she's on board. She, you know, got, had peace about it and felt okay if, if that's what we can do. And, you know, I explained to her how I even came to that decision, but she said, okay, I presented to her that I thought it was definitely a God thing. It wasn't just, you know, a fleeting moment, just an emotional time. I heard this podcast and I was in tears and I think we should just get eight kids of our own. It was just one of those, I've kind of felt this stirring and, you know, looking back now, just conversations or top, you know, things that I've read or listened to just were pointing that direction. And so I just simply laid it out for her in in that realm or in that way. But that's been a consistent story throughout adoption is that there's no, there's no lightning striking saying you shall adopt or here's the time. It's always been something that's been like a seed planted earlier on that Mm -hmm. just keeps getting a little watered a little bit, a little bit here, a little bit there. And then sooner or later, the evidence is so towards that that you really just can't ignore it anymore. Just like, look, I, I got to do something about this. You know, sounds like that's kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I'm not sure how, what, what course we would have taken if she would have said no, if she would have simply said, I don't feel that calling. I think it would have just maybe died there. But I think, you know, looking back, obviously we, (laughs) she said yes. So, you know, she was on board and, and that calling, she felt it too, after I presented it to her. And, um, so yeah, yeah, that's, you're right. It was just a seed that kept getting watered and it grew and, you know, although with her, it's like she only had a month, <laughs> you know, I had a few months, maybe a couple of years of that seed, you know, but for her, I think it was the maternal, the more caring, you know, I think most of the time in stories that you hear about adoption, it's usually the wife most of the time it's the mm-hmm. wife that's on board yeah. and the husband kind of has to be talked into it, you know, cause we're just more like, you know, logical and just, right. I don't know, more cerebral, more not so feelings oriented, but you know, I think the fact that she even saw that it came from me was <laughs> part of the reason she might've even said yes. Cause I mean, her caretaker mama bear instincts, 
automatically probably kicked in and was just like, yeah, I'd love to take care of another kid, you know? Was there any time you guys were sitting there going, man, are we really doing this? Should we continue to do this? Like, did anything come up where you guys doubted just, I don't know. I'd love to say no, but <laughs> that wouldn't be real. <laughs> that, that would be a lie. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, just the frustration of the, you know, the, the lack of motion on behalf of, you know, I'm not going to pinpoint whoever is at fault for this, but just the lack of movement and, and making things move along as far as the paperwork is just so frustrating. And so when you have that much time on your hands, you really have moments of going, are you sure about this? I mean, not just simply the fact that it's frustrating to have to jump through all these hurdles and hoops um, and, you know, red tape everywhere, but just kind of sitting back and looking at your family and looking at your current living situation and go, you know what, this is very comfortable. You know, I got the two kids, the one dog, you know, house uh, schedule, this is running smoothly. It's, you know, bringing a child into this, you know, dynamic right here would just kind of throw things up in the air. It would just, you know, really to sound harsh, disturb the momentum that we're currently on, you know? And so, um, but pretty soon I think we realized, yeah, that's just, that's just, you know, the devil just trying to wrestle with your mind and just say, you know, you know, you shouldn't be doing this and, and just comfort in our own self. When you weigh out where you were and where you are now, like you've, you've a changed person and that type mm -hmm. of change is really hard to make if you don't go through some type of crucible, like soul carving, some sort yeah. of, you know, suffering might be too hard, but if you don't go through those valleys, you don't change. Right. You know, especially right. at maybe the age we're in, like, cause we're pretty set like in our ways. Oh, absolutely. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. And when it's, you know, it's one thing and, I made this point when it came to the business that we started and we closed and it's, it was just such a tough six months for us. And, and it's not one of those things where you go, you know, God takes you and you end up in this situation or you careen off the road and you're hitting up, you know, and it's just like one of those wake up calls and you're just like, wow, God spoke to me or, you know, he tried to get my attention in a way. It's like, I chose to do this. And look at the difficulty and the hardships we're going through. And we're still having to rely on God and say, I know we wanted this and it's so hard and it sucks right now, but you know, help us through it. And it's just, it, it's, it's kind of paradoxical in a way. Like we've chosen this hard path, <laughs> but yet God, it was there from the beginning and he's there through it and he's going to be there till the end. And, you know, uh, same with, with, with adoption and bringing a unknown into the family dynamic, you know, it's nobody's forced us. And I don't think it's one of those commandments that, you know, if you don't follow it, there's going to be some consequences to it. I think you're just, if you're called to it and you do it, you're going to reap the rewards. Not because not, that's not the reason we're in it. We're in for it, but you're going to have whatever comes your way as far as rewards from, from God. But if you don't, you're going to miss out on the blessing and it doesn't have to be financial or monetary or whatever. It could be internal. Like you said, yeah. 
breaking you out of that set place, you know, that place of comfort, which I love that place. That place is nice, <laughs> you know, yeah. but it, you know, it, it takes you out of that place and it, it gives you, um, it really gives you a different perspective. And honestly, for those that have gone through it or are going to go through it, it really puts some flesh and bone on, on the passages in the Bible where it talks about God adopting us. Because mm-hmm. we can hear that and we're like, man, that sounds so great. I love that passage. That's, but when you're physically doing that with somebody, with another kid, and you're doing that to, and giving them a new name just like he has, I mean, that really brings the gospel to life. It just, it's right there, flesh and bone, right in front of you, you know, so. Yeah, and it's something that you see very personally. Yeah. I mean, you can, you know, you can explain to someone all you want, and they're just sure. going to think, oh, well, that's good. That's great. But when you're experiencing it and you're doing it, and you're, you know, hugging and kissing this child, and you know, like, the depth, it changes you. So when your kids grow up, what what do you want them to say about you? What's important for you? Um, I think first that, you know, put family first, that I was devoted to their mom and to them, you know, so decisions or life choices were made that sometimes took the whole family into account. It wasn't just, you know, that's it. I'm going to do this. And, you know, if you keep up great, if you don't, (laughs) you're going to fall behind. So, um, you know, loving, obviously, um, real, I think just having specific memories with each one individually is huge. You know, uh, Jack with him, it's, you know, we've got baseball, he plays baseball and I'm the one that 99% 99% of the time takes him to his games, takes him to his practices and I'm there and, you know, it's, I'm intentional with him. And then we throw the ball around and, you know, practice on stuff at home. So having specific memories like that, you know, with Audrey, she's my creative reader, writer. So it's like, you know, let's pick up this series, you know, of, of books and we're reading it together. She's a book ahead of me because <laughs> she's just flying through them. But, you know, we're there. We have that connection. We can talk about that and bring those things up throughout the day and be like, oh, yeah, that part. That was great. You know, so um, and that's something that with Kay, I look forward to doing, you know, and having that with her, whatever that may be, you know, as she develops, as she gets older. So. Um, I think having those very specific memories, memories that they'll look back upon, I think will be, will be very special for them. And, um, they got me a sign around Christmas to put on my desk, on my work desk at home that says, dad, you're way cooler than mom. So as long as they keep that in mind, (laughs) it's a win. Yeah. That's the win. You know, that's it. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah.